Hello everyone, it's Clancy here. I just wanted to let you know before we drop into today's episode that the bleeps that you're going to hear on the podcast are in place of the name of the production, which our guests wanted us to keep private. Happy listening! Hello everyone and welcome to Open House, the podcast all about having difficult conversations. Please follow us on social media at Open House Pod and on that's on Instagram and on Twitter at underscore Open House Pod. And if you want to email us, write us an email talkopenhouse at gmail.com okay done and that's it that's the intro well all right enjoy the podcast bye, bye. <laughs> wow that bye. was thank you i don't think i've ever seen you speak so fast if anybody saw what i looked like while i was doing that you looked very very like intense i was like i was like doing my memory was working on the inside of my head so I was like, I would hope at that your memory works on the inside of your head because it works. If it works on the outside of your head, I'd be so concerned. Yeah, it makes sense in my head. Okay, I'm going to introduce our guest this week, Chanel Anthony, who is a performer um, who has most recently been in Wicked the Musical, and they've brought some really big conversations to us this week. So for those of you who have had topics of race, um, especially people of colour who are exhausted by these conversations. Um, I'm just letting you know now that the um, a lot of Chanel's difficult conversations are about her experiences of racism. So if you are in a place where you're overloaded and not ready to listen to those conversations, um, we will see you next week and take care of yourself. But if you are, um, enjoy the conversations. They are just so, so powerful and, and timely. weirdly timely given this week. We planned our schedule, but we did not anticipate the week that has been this week. So beginning March the 8th and ending Sunday, March the 14th. Um, but it just goes to show that these conversations are not stopping happening because the world is still going on and stuff is still happening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we we weren't, we weren't planning on this being timely or and anything like we're that. We're referring just to, to this week, the um, Meghan and Harry interview has um, basically been broadcast to uh, the entire world and Meghan's experiences of racism were downplayed by the royal family um, and her media, what do you call it? Media like team attack. Oh, that sorry. She, she yeah. got, yeah. The media attack she yeah. got wasn't, properly addressed and we see that same story of a person of color's experiences being dismissed and downplayed in the podcast today this week's been a lot um yeah so it's been a lot and yet another reminder to white people that we need to do more um so please do enjoy this episode there's also a lot of light moments but it is very very saddening to see that stuff like this happens as we've learned this year on such a regular basis. Um, Chanel is a joy and her voice is so, so appreciated on the podcast. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to Open House. The podcast all about having those difficult conversations. Ever had to hash out funeral plans with your terminally ill mum? Or ask if your dad is really your dad? We have and we want to chat all about it. Join me, Clancy, and me, Mel, as we open up and get into some nitty-gritty details. Like therapy, but cheaper. This is Open House. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open House. Hello, hello, hello. Woo, 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 woo. Okay, we are so excited this week because we have a very wonderful guest with us in our studio, virtual studio today. With us today, we have Chanel Anthony. <gasps> Chanel is a professional dancer in Wicked the Musical. She trained at the Brit School of Performing Arts and Bird College. Since graduating, she's performed in a wide range of shows, including Aladdin, The Heart of Hollywood, Ghost the Musical International and UK Tour, and many, many more. In January 2020, Chanel decided she wanted to give back to her fellow dancers and set up her first open heels class at Base Dance Studios. We are so pumped to have her here in our virtual so studio. Pumped. Please welcome Chanel! Chanel, thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm, I'm, I'm tired today, but I'm good. I'm very well. Thank you. How are you guys? Good. God, we're all right. Good. We're um... also tired yeah, <laughs> of we're... the world and generally physically. <laughs> I feel you there. I definitely feel you there. I'm definitely feeling the strain of like how many of these lockdowns we've done. Like I feel like I was going to use the word tired, but it's more weary. <laughs> like no, no, you're right. You actually, it feels different this time round. I feel like people are more reserved. Like this lockdown feels like like we know we we kind of knew what to expect, but at the same time, it kind of hit us in a different way this time. I definitely felt this one more so than the first lockdown knowing what was coming ahead yeah. i think i was like oh my god absolutely yeah i think because we've been resting i don't know if like you've been doing the same but i think you know a lot of the joke around oh 2020 and stuff like that we've been kind of resting on it and now because it is i know they're all just numbers but now because it is 2021 and it's literally nearly been a whole year since we've written this situation again i don't know i feel like that carries a bit of weight that's the thing that i'm feeling i'm looking back being like i finished a contract not even like i you know i was still do, sort of in that previous life like this time last year like it's yeah it feels it's like I've been a whole year and we're still in lockdown. How are we still in a lockdown? Are you, <laughs> I was going to say, are you missing the show? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm going to keep it a hundred percent. As much as I love what I do and people who know me, they know like I commit to everything that I do. I just go for it. But this has been an amazing break. And it's really allowed me to think of other things that I really, really love and really enjoy. I felt like my energy yeah. wasn't right in a show because I was just there eight shows a week, sometimes nine. And mm. I'm going to say it. I was literally the only black female in the whole building, you know, so that takes. Yeah. Wow. So that carries a lot of weight. And even if yeah. I think for, for people, they go. How does that affect you? Like, how does that affect you? It really does, though. You start to feel, like, really isolated and people don't see what you go through on a daily basis, I think, because they're kind of used to the environment. They're like, oh, well, you know. Meanwhile, I'm here, like, the only black female, like, hello, everybody. <laughs> I think to start with, I was like, oh, my God, amazing. And then I started to feel like the only black girl. There's one thing when you are, then you go, okay, cool. Doesn't matter. I'm here. I'm you know cool I know I'm meant to be here great and then after a while you actually start to feel like you actually start to feel like it which is how I start to feel so 
yeah I'm, I'm happy that this break came along just because I think I needed to really look into other things that I wanted to do like that for me was my priority my happiness um above being in a show eight times a week so I've actually really enjoyed it guys I'm yeah. not gonna lie oh that's that's fucking amazing thank you We've told a couple of our other friends that you were coming on the show and they're big fans of yours off Instagram, like all the amazing videos you do. So they were like, no fucking way, she is incredible. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. That means a lot. It's nice to know that your work is being appreciated. <laughs> oh, it is. It's really very seen and very appreciated. I, I get to send your videos on regular occasions being like, look at this person, they're so great. The legs, the dancing. I'm like, yes. Good. I'm glad. That's what we're here for. That is what we're here for. Um, we would love to play two truths and a lie with you. That'd be great. So if you if you if you would like a couple of minutes to think or if you have them, can you give us your two truths and a lie and we're gonna try and guess? Cool. I've got mine, I've got mine. Oh you've got them. Great. Okay. Well So the first one let's is go. I eat oats for breakfast. He. Mm-hmm. Second one is I studied I studied in America. Third one is I was born in Dominica. Okay. I think I know this. I think I'm gonna win. I think I know <laughs> this. I think I know this. <laughs> go for it. Okay, go for it. I think oats is the lie. Okay, I think studying in America is the lie because having looked at your bio, I recognized all the schools. Well, unless you went in like high school, because I know you went to Bird and Brit and they're both English schools. So I think yeah. the lie is the America. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The lie is the lie <gasps> is America. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sorry, yes. man. Oh, I'm so smug right now. I'm just so disappointed. Because <laughs> I was close. But the oats for breakfast, I'm not going to lie. I only recently started eating oats for breakfast. So before I didn't. And are you enjoying your OT journey? I am actually. It's giving me a lot of energy <laughs> for the day. You know, guys, got to eat your breakfast. Got to be right in the morning. Yeah, I am. I'm experimenting with breakfasts recently. I don't know what it is. I'm inspired to actually wake up and make a good breakfast. It kind of starts me off for the day. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds delightful. Um, I would love to crack on with your difficult conversations, if that's all right. Whatever one you want to start on, whichever one kind of, yeah, feels right to start on, we're, we're, we're raring to go. Okay. Um... I was thinking about difficult conversations and I just said, I just thought everything is literally around the theme of racism, <laughs> Yeah. which I shouldn't even laugh about. It's not even funny. I just laugh because I have to, mm. I'm just like, I can't believe everything I thought about is around racism and not even just by chance. So my first one, the first difficult conversation I had to have was actually in the show I was in. Um, mm. Can I say the show right? You can say whatever you want to say. So I'm currently in now. Well, well, I'm not going to go back, but I'm currently in the show now. But by choice, I don't want to go back by choice. Um, and this is kind of one of the main reasons I don't actually want to go back. Um, and this was, I had to have a conversation with my manager about the, basically the racist comment I had received from one of my cast members. And it was pretty much just like an ignorant comment she made. She thought nothing of it. Um, but being the only black female in the room, I was like, ooh. I was like, yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> mm. But it just came yeah. out so freely. Like she really thought nothing of what she said. Um, and when I explained it to my manager, he just took some notes 
and I pretty much he didn't do anything about it. He kind of oh, put the yeah, know. honestly, he put the kind of the the way he did it. He put the ball in my court. He was just like, oh, what do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to take it further? And obviously at that point, I was just like, isn't that something that you would want to take further yourself? You're asking me if I want to take it further. Obviously, me coming to you means that it really upset me and. Honestly, that year, when I think about that year, I just go, oh my God, I never want to go back. Because the way I felt in that show, as much as I loved it, like it was really like a love-hate thing. <laughs> it was really a love-hate thing because I loved my time on stage. I loved my costume. I loved my hair, my makeup, you know, how I felt. So that was literally, <laughs> it sounds so funny, but that was literally the only thing that kept me going was just the fact that I could enjoy being on stage and feeling that good. But everything else, when I left the stage, was just, like, for me, was just a nightmare. Like, and I would say this, and I know people would be like, really? I'm like, yeah, because no one thinks to put themselves in that situation in my shoes. I've, I've even had conversations with, like, cast, like, one cast member, and he was just like, I did think that, but I don't think, you know, and you just go... So you do know. Did no one in the room when when this comment was made? Did no one in the room also think to respond? Didn't even bat an eye. So yeah, it that 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 was it for me because they've made comments before, then gone. Okay, so for example, in physio, they didn't have physio tape that was my skin tone. So when I had an injury, I couldn't go. I had to still go on stage with my injury because they couldn't cover. They, I couldn't have tape basically in short. So everyone else had their tape. If they were injured, I couldn't have tape because they didn't have the same colour. I just, that for me blows my mind. Man alive. Like what? Exactly. You just go, what? how could you not? So you're telling me I should supply my own tape? Are you serious? Or they're telling you that you should suffer at the hands of them not going out and picking up a couple of quids worth of tape. This is the thing, Mel. Even then they didn't <laughs> even get the tape. So I didn't end up, regardless, the tape didn't come. It didn't go. After that, it, the conversation just disappeared. There was still no tape. So I'm just going to say that, okay? <laughs> Jesus. I was like, that's fine. You know, I'm just going to wait until I get better. <laughs> it was just, it was just like, wow, I'm actually living through this. Like I had to just ask myself, I'm actually, but you know, so these, and then the girls actually were like, oh, that's not right. And then some things they would notice that, okay, that's not cool. Like, why don't they have tape? So I'd have moments like that, but I'd have moments where it was like, someone would say something and they would think nothing of it. So I just felt like it was just this kind of roller coaster of, you know, I just felt like on edge. I was like, if someone's going to say something that I'm going to go, oh, my God, they shouldn't have said that. And then it's just me going, well, that's not right. And then it, I honestly got to a point where I just couldn't be bothered to engage in any drama. And I don't like drama. <laughs> I like to stay peaceful. So most times mm -hmm. I would just come in, sit down, do my thing. People ask me, you're right, Chanel. And I'm like, yeah, but. Actually, I was quite upset, to be honest, because I just mm. thought, how can I come into work and literally one person has said hello to me? Do you know what I mean? It got to that point. Yeah. Trust me, guys. I'm saying like, I'm saying like a fraction of it. Okay. I'm just, I just thank my mind, mm. me. I don't know how to put that into words. I thank that I'm a strong yeah. person, that I have a strong mind, because I feel like in that situation, speaking to friends of colour, they go through the same thing and they really have a hard time and to communicate that it's just like a whole another battle so that was that was pretty much it like nothing happened after that he didn't nothing happened um during this kind of 
this pandemic, the last one, they kind of went through like a cleanse. So, you know, we were speaking to the producer. We had like a one-to-one with him. And I told him about okay. pretty much, I had about five events, maybe even six that happened in the company. And he had no idea. <laughs> I was like, oh, how wow. do you not, do they not tell you these things? So you reported something to a company manager and they'd not followed up. And it didn't go higher. It didn't even go higher. They didn't, no one, I think wow. they knew like some like one small incident, which for him seemed like, oh, that's the only thing. But even then that small incident for me, like ruined my entire week or maybe my whole day and my, or my show or something like that. You know, I think sometimes people are just not aware about how it is to be the only person of color in a show. It really, it re- it's hard. It's really hard. I hate, I hate to put sort of voice to this rhetoric that is often spouted, but it's true when people just aren't trusting of what you're saying and you're presenting people with information and then, yeah, there needs to be that level of trust for them to go, well, there doesn't, there just needs to be a base level of empathy and understanding, but there needs to be a level of trust for people to be then able to go, what this person is saying is their experience and their understanding of what's going on for them. I should do something about that. But it doesn't seem like that happened. This is it. It's a shame because why would I even bother to say anything if I didn't feel that way? It really got that bad that I felt like, oh my God. Like, I know this is going to get personal, but I actually took therapy. That That's the first time I started therapy in that show. That more than any other show that I've done. Because every other show I've been in, there was a mixture of colours and people and personality and which is fine, of course, you're going to have different like characters. But the thing is, there was diversity. So, yeah. and I'm I'm not like, it has to be a whole cast of um, black people or I'm just talking about different ethnicities in general, like different people, you know? But I was literally yeah. the only black girl and then everyone else was white. There's a lot, there's a lot of, pros for being in that show you know but mm-hmm. I don't think as much as for a black female or a black man or yeah. a person of color it's just crazy it's crazy but that was that was one of my difficult conversations thank you so much for bringing that to us on that note then um shall we make a segue to do you have a second difficult conversation that you would like to bring up yes I do okay so I'm gonna go into something completely different but it is still okay. the same theme <laughs> Me and my boyfriend moved into this flat. Well, before, mm-hmm. it's basically before we moved into this flat. And I yeah. basically had a mahusive argument with my landlord. He, mm-hmm. oh my God. So basically he sent us his forms. And my boyfriend mm-hmm. was in Cyprus at the time because he's Cypriot Greek. So he was at home and I was here doing mm-hmm. the show. And he sent us these forms to fill out. So this is me thinking, okay, he sent one to my boyfriend. He sent one to me. I'm like, okay, maybe I've got to fill mine out. He's got to fill his out. So we sent them separately. Cool. I was about to go on stage. I got a phone call from him. Oh my God. I've never been spoken to like that in my, oh my God. He spoke to me like, shit. (laughs) He was so what was the what was the conversation about why did he need to talk to you so basically we were meant to fill out one form together but I told Mm -hmm. him that my partner was in Cyprus so of course he can't fill out a form 
you know, but he just completely ignored that and somehow thought that we were going to be able to fill out the form at the same time. So mm-hmm. he basically called saying, why have you sent the form like that? Like, I just, and I was just like, whoa, whoa. Like, he was just angry for, like, no reason. Like, I think this one came to my mind because I just thought, I just, I've just never been spoken to like that out of, out of like, yeah. nowhere. And he was just making it really difficult for us, like asking for a lot of things that I know normally you wouldn't really ask for. Um, I told him I was in a show. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can get a letter. And he was like, "Mm, I don't think that's going to work. And I was like, but I've done that before. So why is it different now? And basically, in short, I said to him, you know, I'm going to be so blood. I said, if you don't want me or my partner staying here for any other reason, please let us know because it just seems like you're making it very hard for us and you don't want us to stay in your flat. If that's the case, that's absolutely fine. We'll find somewhere else. I basically called him, I just basically called him flat out racist. (laughs) I laugh about it, but it's really not funny because he really, he really was finding everything so we don't have, so we don't move there. And I just thought, why are you making it so hard for us? I could literally show you how much I get paid. It's not a big deal. It was, yeah. So after that conversation, he he was very nice. <laughs> how did he respond to that? How did he respond to that of you outright being like, if you have a problem with us for some reason, we can find someone else like where we won't have to deal with people like you. How did he respond to that statement? He was like, no, I can assure you that's not what I'm trying to do. I met, you know, like, I don't, of course I want you guys to stay there. And I was like, yeah, but you're really you're really being an asshole. <laughs> you're really being an asshole. But he, yeah, he made it really difficult for us. And I just came to the, yeah, you know, I just came to the, like the assumption, can I say assumption? That he just, he just, and this was after that he saw our passports. This was after he saw our passports. So before he was very nice and like, oh my God, come view the house. And um, when we came to view it, someone was living here already. So they were really sweet. So they were like, oh, you know, they're a great couple and, you know, great people and stuff like that. So he had heard good things about it until we sent all our stuff. And then his attitude just like completely changed. So for me, I was like, wow. Yeah. I don't feel like there's any other reason why he would make it so hard for us as well. So we ended up getting the flat and it worked out fine. But the way he spoke to me, as if like I wasn't like a human being, it was just really, really strange for me. But yeah, I, it doesn't. Honestly, I'm so used to experiences like that now. I just like I shouldn't be used to them, but I'm always I'm always like very wary when people have a sort of tone and sort of attitude and stuff like that for no reason. I just go, yeah. How do you find you react? Like, because I definitely feel very um, when people talk down to me in that way if I don't know them very well I tend to like shrink a little bit and I really have to muster up the like almost power to say something how do you find you respond when people are are, are, like outrightly like aggressively rude like that I I think I know it sounds so it shouldn't be but I feel like I've developed the skill (laughs) I've learned that anyway because it happens quite quite a bit to me I don't know (laughs) I don't know. Um, and I, I'm, I don't know. It's strange. And I definitely treat people with the respect I give, you know? So I don't understand. I find, and I, I think it's just because of, I don't want to say musical theater, but I do find that I meet similar characters in shows as well. And I've really had to like toughen up because of it. 
Um, mm. And I, f- I felt like in some situations, people mistook my kindness for weakness, I feel. So that's kind of like my personal journey with it. But I do, I do hear you when you say it makes you feel like you want to go, oh my God. Because um, I did feel like that initially. But then when you, when something happens to you quite often, you just start to go, this is actually not okay. <laughs> I cannot have people speaking down to me like that when all I do is come into a room and try be respectful. And I, I don't even, you, I, it shouldn't even be like you need to try. You should want to be respectful when you enter a room or you speak to people and you, that's like your first instinct is to be respectful. So when I enter a room and I get some sort of passivity or, you know, I just go, wow, like, do you not look at me as like I'm a human being? I don't understand. So yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. And that's not everywhere I go. I just think in a certain field, I feel like I got that way more. Um, but as a dancer and a teacher, I never, I never get that. I've never gotten that ever. So I really think it's where you are and the environment. And this is why for me, teaching, dancing, meeting different people, different ethnicities, dancing with people from different walks of life, it really just changes the way you look at things. And and I honestly think that's how it should be. That is how it should be. Like, <laughs> there's not even I think. It, sh- it should be like that. You should want to just mm. integrate and mix and... Oh, honestly. So that was like a learning curve, dancing and teaching and yeah it just it really made me realize that I was not as happy in that field at all in fact I don't think I was ever fully happy so now I feel like I'm like oh I can actually breathe a little bit I could just Mm -hmm. be myself and people come to classes not just for the training but they come because they're like she knows my friend and it's like yeah we are friends of course and it's like it's not just people of color it's everyone and also your classes look your classes look like, so, so amazing good. oh my goodness I really want to come but I I feel like the least sexy person ever I would trip in my heels oh yeah me too <laughs> you say that though but like, what do you get in the uh, room I tell uh, you she's like oh god no I'm telling you I'm happy like falling over stop it because uh, do you know what I say to women when or girls when they go oh my god heels I'm like but when you go out for like you go out for a night out you wear heels if you if you are a heels person or if not okay okay if you are a heels person if not just like "Mm." like, well I don't wear (laughs) I don't want or if you don't you still have that feeling of like dressing up like in terms of wearing like a a skirt or a dress and you feel sexy or you feel really good that is so true that is so true okay I definitely need to come to your class though because I feel sexy in a character heel it's because I know what the lines are and I know how to present myself. But when like, when you're like dancing like in a club, I'm like, oh my God, like no one's taught me the steps to this routine and this song. Like, why don't I know what's going on? Is there something I'm missing? Like in, in your inner core. It's in your inner core? <laughs> it's somewhere in, in there. deep in your inside. Oh. I feel like I need a lesson for sure. Come along. Cause honestly you have yeah. different like levels and it's just about the vibe. Because I think people yeah. look at it for like, you always see the class videos and you see people doing like groups and stuff, but you just, it's not just, it's not just about that. It's not just about that. There's way more to it. For me, it's like the feeling and the vibe that you get with being in a group of women. Yeah. And sometimes men too, they come, men come in heels too. 
you know but just having this yes. one thing where you can just dance together when you're in a heel and it's like let's go <laughs> women power it sounds yeah. so cliche but it's so true like it's really empowering it's not just about the heel it's actually coming together and being sexy like why the hell not <laughs> that's what i say so yeah. i i miss i miss being like with people and like class is such a good way to come together in a way that's like constructive isn't it like i miss that vibe working towards something like everyone's there to work towards something no matter what that is it could just be to smile more as simple as that to feel like i want to i don't know be more of a woman people have said that to me when i'm like but you are a woman (laughs) but for them that is like a a goal you know i mean whatever that is to to you or to people it's just yeah i love teaching i definitely love teaching oh that's amazing it's way more than the heel and i've Mm. said it before (laughs) honestly it's one of those things you just have to like jump in at the deep end and see how you feel can we get it's way more than a heel on a tote bag with your like logo (laughs) amen manifest it thank you very much (laughs) you heard it here first chanel anthony merch coming out end of 2021 (laughs) this has been cute gals is there anything anything else that you wanted to say is there another conversation you wanted to have or is is there anything else you wanted to say on the on the topics that we've already covered? I just feel like if you don't try something, if you don't step away from something, you never know what it might bring. And I feel like I've really learned that lesson in 2020 that I needed to step away from something that I didn't at the time think was that toxic, which was crazy because I was still going through it. I didn't think it was toxic until I stepped away and I was like, wow, how did I do, how did I actually do this year? And for me, it was just, yeah, I learned, I learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. And I figured how to make myself more happy. As simple as that sounds. I'm so happy you've had good experiences in 2020 because I feel like we get so much like... Oh, yes, me too. There's so much shit that's happened. So it's so lovely to hear about someone who's had a like nice reflective period. No, it's honestly has not been all bad. It's actually... It had to get bad to get good. And even during the whole like Black Lives Matter movement and stuff, there was still some sort of enlightenment. Like we still felt like, oh my God, people are seeing what we've been going through for how many years like I think finally it kind of hit home for a lot of people it was like wow okay I didn't actually know that people went through this like is this a real thing you know I think racism became like the top thing that people were speaking about and to be fair I don't think it it's never it's not gonna be a topic that's just gonna disappear because even to this day you know I experienced it too so yeah it wasn't all bad it wasn't all bad. I will say my 2020 was definitely a year where I was like, wow, change, change. I'm so happy that that is, that that is the outcome. <laughs> on, on, on the note of you doing all these things that you've been wanting to do, is there anything that you want to plug? I made a YouTube channel and all my choreography is going to be on there and I'm posting it week to week in hopes that it will inspire people to dance, to take a heels class, to do that good stuff. Can I do contemporary in a heel? Why not? 
Okay, I'll do that. Why I'll do that. not? Clancy's a wonderful contemporary dancer, <laughs> an amazing contemporary dancer. So I like yeah. that. And I love contemporary. Contemporary was one of the first styles I actually trained in. So I absolutely... Oh, really? Yeah, to contemporary and jazz and ballet was literally the styles I trained in. So I absolutely love contemporary. Stay tuned for a video of me rolling on the floor in a heel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, it's not even going to be contemporary. It's just going to be an old video of me, like, from a night out, passed out on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Chanel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. No, thank you, ladies. This has been Open House with me, Mel Lowe. And me, Clancy Ryan. Music by Glenn Clark.